Welcome to the Mons Chapel Baptist Church podcast. Mons Chapel is the friendly gospel church where everybody is somebody, and most importantly, Jesus Christ is Lord. We're located at 1017 Moncrief Street in Prescott, Arkansas, and our pastor is the Reverend K.L. Jones. From wherever you're listening, we hope that this week's message blesses you. Uh, the book of Acts uh, this morning, the book of Acts in the fourth chapter and the eighth verse, the book of Acts in the fourth chapter and the eighth verse. And before I proceed, it w- I would be remiss if I did not give uh, indeed a credit where credit is due to our wonderful musicians. Uh, we thank them for their service to uh, Deacon Wilson, who's led us during our devotional period, and to our media team, um, who brings you this broadcast currently. We are thankful for the Lord, uh, to the Lord, to have such uh, willing um, um, people in service. Uh, to the Lord to do his will. Um, Again, uh, brothers and sisters, Acts the fourth chapter and the eighth verse is where we're going on this morning. And if you don't have it, if you would tune in, you'll see it on your screen. And I'm about to read it to you now from the King James Version. The word of God says thusly, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if... We this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man by what means he is made whole. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is the salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I've just read to you the Acts, the fourth chapter, beginning with the eighth and concluding with the twelfth verse. And this morning, brothers and sisters, if we look at this text, verse 11 tells us this stone which was set at naught of you builders. More common translation, the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This morning, brothers and sisters, for the time there's ours to share, I want to talk to you and to let you know that despite how down you may feel right now, God can put you on top of things. God can put you on top of things. As I was meditating on the text for this morning, I realized, brothers and sisters, that one of its major themes was the idea of rejection. And whether we want to admit it or not, it's something that we've all experienced in this life. Not a feeling that we welcome, not something that we're excited to be partakers of, but Whether or not we wanted it, whether or not we called for it, we have all had the experience of being told no from time to time. Uh, Sometimes we are rejected by so-called friends or maybe even family, rejected of potential jobs and opportunities, rejected by significant others and ones that we love, so on and so forth. And indeed, we have to find a way in the midst of these circumstances to deal with these difficult rejections. Uh, Maybe those things aren't relatable to you, but I know that 
For almost all school children, there was a time uh, when uh, we would get out on the playground and begin to play the different games that we played, uh, uh, whether it was some basketball or whether it was four square or whether it was Red Rover, Red Rover, come on over. Uh, there were some times where we had to get together and decide that we were going to pick teams. Uh, somehow or another, I don't know how it typically happened on the basketball court, it was whoever could make the first shot became captain of the team. And whoever those two captains were who began to pick the team had the opportunity to make their selections of the individuals who were standing there waiting to play. Uh, and you would hear them call one person's name and another person's name. And while they didn't say your name at all, it felt like every time they called somebody else's name, they were rejecting you. It does hurt not to be picked or to be picked last and, or worse, to not be picked at all. And we've all had to experience some moments of rejection. And even though those things happened on the playground many eons ago for many of us, uh, some of those feelings of rejection still reside with us to this very day. And many times people say things like, don't. Don't worry about it. Uh, uh, all they can do is say no. And, and I understand why people make those statements. And indeed, no is just a two-letter word. But the reality is that when you have your hopes and your dreams set on something, when your mind is focusing on accomplishing a goal, to hear the word no can sometimes be crushing and devastating. If we be real about it this morning, brothers and sisters, rejection can be very damaging for some of us. And when we look at the text, I want to let everyone know that there is some present help and mercy in here. That indeed in your time of trouble, even when you feel downtrodden, even when you feel rejected, when it seems like all of the no's have weighed you down and pushed you flat on the ground, God can come in and put you on top of things. If you would, just... Pray with me this morning, brothers and sisters, when we examine the text on today, it's important that we get a full understanding of what's taking place. Yeah, the passage of scripture deals with the after effects, but there is something that takes place before this moment encapsulated in the red text uh, that indeed we need to be cognizant of before we can understand what's really taking place in this passage. So before we get to this moment, when before we get to verse 8, there is this moment where indeed Peter and John have just healed a man who had been crippled his entire life. Uh, it refers to him in the King James Version as an impotent man. It means he doesn't have the capability to stand on his own. And we see brothers and sisters in this moment, while indeed they have showed up, he has some friends that continuously bring him to the gate called Beautiful to beg for alms. That is, some money to be able to get some help. There are some people out there suffering right now who are looking for alms and indeed wondering, will somebody stop and help them? And here is Peter and John, and they stop here in this moment, brothers and sisters, and they are wondering, or they are asked the question, can they give something? to this man. Here he is, wondering if they are going to help him out. Wondering if they are going to be able to lift up his spirits. Be able to encourage him with uh, some alms, some money to bless him, to be able to take care of himself. And we realize that he doesn't have the capability to work. He doesn't have the power to go out and find his own uh, means of employment. He is here and he is relying on the kindness of strangers. 
And what they say to him, brothers and sisters, is something that he does not expect. As a matter of fact, indeed, most of us probably would have a problem with people trying to offer us something different from what we've asked for. Here is this brother asking for some money, but what indeed they tell him is silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Here he is expecting to get some coins in his bucket, but now he has strength in his legs. Here he is expecting in this moment to be blessed with Something he can go and buy bread, but now he has the capability to get up and earn his own. All of a sudden, his circumstances, brothers and sisters, went from a downtrodden state, a pressed down state, a reliant state, to where he needed somebody else to come and to help him out. But now, here he is, all of a sudden, transformed in a moment by the power of Christ Jesus to be able to get up and walk. So naturally, brothers and sisters, this would bring on some onlookers. Naturally, this would bring on some individuals who would wonder how in the world did this happen? I mean, he's been here for years. He's been here for decades. And those people who would pass in and out would get accustomed to seeing him in his spot. Get accustomed, excuse me, to seeing him with his hands out. Get accustomed to seeing him underneath the weight of society because of his condition. Now, all of a sudden, he is up on his feet. Have mercy out there, somebody. I, I, I know that indeed this would it look like something uh, that would gather our attention as well. And so we see that there are those who are looking at this situation and wondering how in the world was it possible? And so when we look at the text on today, brothers and sisters, you see that indeed in this moment we find them giving credit first and foremost to the one who credit is indeed due. That Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by his power, by the power of his name, this man was able to get up and walk on his own volition. But in the moment where they're explaining this to the people who are gathering, of course, there are those people who are not impressed by what has just taken place. We see the high priests of the Sanhedrin show up and they want to figure out how in the world did this happen. And so we see brothers and sisters, we know as we learned from last week how indeed these individuals feel about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And here Peter and John find themselves standing trial before the Sanhedrin And the first thing they ask them, if you back up to verse 7 and look, they ask very poignantly, by what power or by what name have ye done this? And that brings us to our first point this morning, brothers and sisters. Uh, You need to understand that as God prepares to put you on top of things, as he prepares to deliver you from a destitute situation, there will be some people who will question how you are able to do it. That's what you need to know first and foremost. They can question. Indeed, they can question how you are able to be placed where God has placed you. They can question how in the world did you get 
put up from a different position than you were in just a moment ago. They can even question, brothers and sisters, how in the world are you even deserving of what it is that God has blessed you with? But really, that don't even matter this morning. You got to understand that their questions cannot keep you from the blessings that God has prepared for you. Look, look at look at the question on today in the text. And the funny thing about it that I see is that despite the fact that we've seen this man go from not having the capability to walk on his own to be standing on his own two feet, that they're not rejoicing in the miracle. The high priests are, are not excited about this man's deliverance. Have mercy. Uh, uh, there are those onlookers who put them on trial are not even thinking about the miracle that just happened. And there'll be some people in your life that, that are no, won't rejoice for you when they see the Lord bless you. Uh, they won't be excited when they see the Lord put you on top of things. But what they'll want to do is be focused on how in the world you are able to get it. How in the world can you have something I don't have? How in the world have you been blessed to do better than what I'm doing? Haters going to hate. Have mercy. And here's somebody. Maybe Making judgments on what they have determined that you are not worthy of. They can question all they want to, but they can't keep God from blessing you. Amen. Yes, they can question. They can question. Indeed, they didn't want to rejoice with the brother. They weren't excited about his deliverance. They weren't excited about his breakthrough, but they focused all their time on trying to figure out how in the world that happened. That's what you'll find when God prepares to take you to another level, when he sets you up, when he puts you on top of things. There'll be a lot of people who indeed have a problem with what God is doing in your life. Indeed, we are guilty, brothers and sisters. There are many who are guilty of not necessarily having a problem with you having, but they just don't want you to have more than what they have. Uh, it don't matter that you do some good things. They just don't want you to do better than what they're doing. Uh, the reality is, brothers and sisters, sometimes they're more worried about how in the world you are able to pull it off instead of thinking, how can they have a God that you serve that will bless them the same way God is blessing you? They're too busy trying to figure out how you're making it in the midst of this pandemic. How are you still surviving when everything seems to be shut down? How are you still having the spirit and joy on in your heart and, and praise on your lips in the middle of everything that we're facing? What they need to do instead of worrying about how you did it is get hooked up to the God that you serve because he can do it for them just like he's doing it for me and for you. They can question but they can't stop God from his blessings. Amen. We got to come to a point of realization brothers and sisters uh, that we need to know for a fact that it is because of the power of Christ Jesus that we can go from the worst of circumstances to the best of situations. And it's important for us to realize that no matter how we try, no matter what we do, there will always be some individuals who have some questions about how you got there. But you can't let those individuals discourage you from praising the Lord who you know brought you through. You can't let those individuals be the ones who distract you and begin to tear you down. And the next thing you know, you've gotten so mad about the haters asking you questions that you forgot to give glory to God who's blessed you in the midst of everything you're facing. Yeah, they're wondering how you were able to get that when they know your credit score is this, that, and the other. They, they were wondering how you were able to get that when they decided to count how much your salary was. But the reality of it is that he can do 
more than we've ever imagined. Have mercy in here, somebody. God has the capability to bless us beyond measure as long as we are obedient to what it is he's called us to do. They can question, but they can't keep God from blessing you. And they wonder how you did it. They wonder how it was possible. And reality is that because of the power of God, Anything and all things are possible to them who believe. And once they can't figure that out, some, sometimes they go to the next level. Well, it seems as if this man has the capability to all of a sudden be walking again. Here they are talking about this Jesus. Now, since you brought up Jesus, they decided they have some criticism for them on today. And that brings us to the second point this morning. Brothers and sisters, they can question and they can also criticize. You know, my mother used to almost religiously watch this show on PBS. And many of you have heard of and maybe even still watch from time to time. I'm not sure if it comes on anymore, but it was big for a while there a few years ago, the Traveling Antique Road Show. Y'all remember that show? It was so very interesting because you get little bits and pieces of history and memorabilia and all sorts of interesting stories from how people were able to acquire these different things that they had. And so you would see these individuals bring up all sorts of stuff to historians and art experts and collectors and uh, they would begin to listen to the story, examine the piece, and after they had done all of that, they would give them an estimated value of what it was worth. And those things would vary. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, it would be thousands of dollars, and you would see the person who brought it get all excited about it. Sometimes it would be revealed not to quote-unquote mean much or have much value, and you would see a person kind of downtrodden and feeling dejected and rejected in their situation. The thing is, brothers and sisters, these people who were participating in this show as the experts, their whole entire objective was to look at the piece and find things wrong with it in order to devalue it. Y'all not hearing me this morning. Let me come in a little bit closer. Zoom in here so you can understand. There are some people whose entire responsibility or their entire job, or they feel like that is their main concern is to look at your life, to analyze and criticize, to try to point out the things that are wrong in your circumstance. Have mercy out there, somebody. Yeah. Indeed, when we look at this story, brothers and sisters, we see that they're examining Peter and John, and they're trying to figure out how they did what they did, not rejoicing in this man's miracle, but trying to figure out how it was possible. They questioned how it was possible. They questioned how it was even, how they were even capable of doing so. And as they gave them the answer that it was Jesus the Christ, they began to criticize them, saying that that's not good enough, that, that Jesus was nothing 
nothing but a heretic, that he wasn't the son of God, that he wasn't worthy, they began to criticize and put them down. And there'll be some people in your life that look at you and examine you and say that you don't have the value necessary to be placed where God has placed you. You don't have the value necessary to be lifted up the way that God has blessed you. You don't have the value necessary to be able to be blessed and abundantly and highly favored the way you are. But it doesn't matter what folks say about you. Have mercy out there somebody. The reality is that they can criticize all they want to, but they can't stop God from blessing you. The reality is, brothers and sisters, people always try to find something wrong with you. People don't determine, though, what God has in store for you. Look through the biblical narrative. People who we would not say were good enough were always used by God to do great things. Noah was a drunk, but God used him. Moses was a murderer, but God used him. David was a man who was after God's own heart, but he was an adulterer and a murderer, but God still used him. The reality is that many of us have imperfections, but God still has something for you when indeed you decide to follow him. Yes, sir, brothers and sisters, you got to understand on today, they can question you, they can criticize you, but they can't stop what God has in store for you. Yes, we all had to deal with these moments where people questioned and criticized us. And sometimes those things can weigh you down so heavy that it'll almost put you in a cocoon. It can paralyze you to the point where it is that you won't do what it is that God has called you to do because you're tired of people talking about you. Tired of people putting you down. Tired of people questioning and criticizing you. Tired of these individuals always seeming like they have arrows to shoot in your direction. But I need you to understand this morning, brothers and sisters, that it doesn't matter how much rejection you face. It doesn't matter how imperfect people may think you are. The reality is, is that ultimately it's about what God decides to do in your life. For indeed, as the word tells us, man, look at the outward appearance. But I'm so glad that God looks at the heart. Indeed, he knows all about us. And despite the fact that we have imperfections, God will still use us to make a difference in this world. You may have been rejected time and time again. Maybe people saw you as imperfect. Maybe you didn't fit in their plans. You weren't a part of their puzzle. You didn't look like you could go where they wanted to stick you. That's, brothers and sisters, the real crux of the text on today. In verse 11, as Peter tells the high priest that indeed, the stone that you builders rejected has become the capstone. Yeah, brothers and sisters, we understand that Jesus didn't fit into the box that they wanted to place him in. That's why they put him on a cross and put nails in his hands and in his feet, put a spear in his side and a crown of thorns on his head. Yes, brothers and sisters, he didn't fit in the box. That's why they killed him. 
But the thing about it is that they couldn't keep him where they put him. Have mercy, have mercy out there, somebody. Uh, yes, brothers and sisters, there'll be some times where people will reject you and put you down. It may even feel like they out to kill you in this life. But I'm so glad that we serve a God who even in the midst of haters, in the midst of people questioning you, in the midst of people criticizing you, we serve a God who will deliver you even from the hand of death. Even though people reject you because you don't fit in, God will make you the crown jewel of the circumstance. Yes, brothers and sisters, what, what capstone really means so that we don't get it twisted is that as you spend some time with some actual building masons as they measure bricks and lay them all out together and put things in the places they're supposed to go. At the very end, according to the calculations, there is a piece that should fit perfectly to complete what it is that has been constructed. And yes, brothers and sisters, a lot of times what we see is that individuals will come along in life and they will look at you and feel like you don't fit as a part of the puzzle. But I'm so glad that they're really not the master mason of this universe that indeed God is the one who has everything in the palm of his hands and you are the main attraction in what God has did in your life. Yeah, people may try to kick you out. People may feel like you don't fit the role. They don't feel like you fit inside the space that indeed they cut out for you. But if God has his hands on you, then he'll put you on top of things. He'll make you the capstone in the circumstance. He will indeed bring you through on today. Yes. yes, indeed, brothers and sisters, we got to understand that while, while people may not feel like you fit, people can question you. People can criticize you, but finally as I'm heading to my seat, People cannot, they can't constrain. They can question. They can criticize. But they can't constrain. They can question. They can criticize. But they can't constrain. And that means they can't tie you down. They cannot hold you back. They cannot keep you for what God has in store for your life. People may look at you like a broken vessel, but I'm so glad that God can mend the broken vessel. People might look at you like you're not good enough, but I'm so glad that even if you're not a part of people's master's plan, you are a part of the master's plan. Rewind, pause, rewind, press play. Let me say that one more time. You may not be a part of other people's master plan, but you are in part of the master's plan. If you are a part of the master's plan, it doesn't matter what other people have to say about you. It doesn't matter what other people have to do with what, or what questions they may ask about your credibility and validity. As long as you're in the master's plans, you can be in the master's hands and he will bring you through your situation on today. Jesus will make a way. He will open the door. He will provide the healing. He will give you the breakthrough. You are in the master's plan. So it doesn't matter who else has blueprints. It doesn't matter who else who's drawn up some direction. It doesn't matter who else thinks that they're in control of the circumstance. As long as you're in the master's plan, indeed he can put you on top of things. Yes, you may have indeed been in the midst of some difficult circumstances. You may have felt like you've been paralyzed and not able to do what it is God has called you to do. And it doesn't matter, brothers and sisters, even though people have been criticizing you and questioning 
examining you and telling you that it wasn't possible in the master's plan indeed God has a purpose for your life yes yes indeed they may have called you everything but a child of God but when you're in the master's plans he'll put you on top of things people may have lied on you talked about you gossip on you typed up on Facebook and called you out of your name but when you're in the master's plan he'll still put you on top of things you may have been chastised and, and cheated down and mistreated but if you're in the master's plan God will put you on top of things yes brothers and sisters the reality is as long as we got King Jesus as long as we got King Jesus as long as I got King Jesus I'm in the master's plan and I can be on top of things yes as long as I got King Jesus I don't need nobody else and I'm so thankful that on this morning, despite their questions, despite their criticism, they cannot constrain you or hold you back from what God has in store for your life. And indeed, we need to know on today that people may reject you. They may feel like you don't fit. But when you're in the master's plan, it doesn't matter about their master plan. When you're in the master's plan, it doesn't matter what they have designed for your life, what they have said about you, what they have written about you. None of it matters because he has the final say. Even in the midst of this, God has the final say. Some people tell you in this season to give up on God. That none of this makes sense. That God can't be real even in the middle of this. But I'm asking you, I'm imploring you, I'm telling you that as verse 12 tells us, it's only one name by which men can be saved. Only one name under the heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Indeed, brothers and sisters, continue to trust in the Lord. And even when everybody else is putting you down, God can put you on top of things. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast worship experience. Please subscribe to have messages uploaded to your podcast app. Also, join us on Facebook at Mons Chapel Prescott, all one word. Our prayer is that you'll have the opportunity to join us soon. Our minds, our hearts, and our doors are always open. Thank you.